0: Hi, on this episode of Real Time Truth, we're going to talk about family devotions. Now, when you hear that, you might think, oh man, family devotions. What we're going to talk about is that we're going to be devoted. We're going to be devoted to the Lord Jesus, and we're going to be devoted to our families. And how does that look? In fact, the discussion is going to be a two-parter. Join us as we talk about having family
1: devotions. Welcome to another episode of Real Time Truth, where in 19 minutes you're going to hear about things that you deal with in a biblical perspective in your home, your church, community, and in the surrounding culture. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Welcome. And we've been talking about this for a while. We've been building up to this episode for a while. We started out a good while back. When we were talking about having a vision for your family and the the podcast that we did on what does a Christian home look like, we're gonna get into those things and what those pieces kind of meant. But today we are, as the title says, we're gonna be jumping into the concept of having a family devotion in your home that is effective. Mm-hmm. And so, but as I said before, it's all been building. Yeah. Everything that we've said before. If you've not seen those episodes already, you really should go back and take a look at them. The, the vision for your family, what is the goal that you have for your home? Is it to raise kids in the American dream, making sure that they have good grades, do well in sports, get a good job, make a lot of money, those kind of things? Or are your goals for them more eternal? What does a Christian home look like? Is it just church attendance, praying a prayer over your meal mm-hmm. a couple times a day? Mm-hmm. Or is it more than that? I can go and tell you that that level of spiritual input in your family's lives is not getting the job done. Right. Hell Insurance. Check out that podcast. We deal with having spiritual expectations for your kids, not just hoping that they're going to heaven, but looking for fruit in their lives to know for sure that they have met Jesus.
0: Yeah, because often what happens is a child, particularly here in the South, you know, they pray a prayer. They're in vacation Bible school. They're 8, 9, years old. Why do they pray the prayer? They're scared. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go to hell. They hear about a place of, you know, and it is a, a place of torment, a place mm-hmm. of pain, weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so who what What child wants to go there? So what do I have to do? Pray a prayer. And so they pray a prayer repeated after a pastor or a parent or somebody they get baptized but the question is are they really born again because if you can scare someone into something you can scare someone out of something Mm -hmm. and so we have to watch their lives to see once a kid hits those middle school years and pressure begins and then they get particularly into high school you'll see by the fruit they bear whether or not they're born again. So that was the whole episode on hell insurance.
1: Absolutely. And what he was just talking about, watching their lives and connecting with your kids. We dealt with those issues in the last couple of episodes with when Pam was on and then the one after that about limiting our screens and actually connecting with our kids and talking with them because it's the only way that we're actually going to know what's going on in their lives. Yeah. And you might hear that and you think, well, that's, I mean, I do that already. Watch your evenings and make sure you might, you might be an excellent um, person in conversation with your kids, but there's a big chance that like most families, everyone just kind of comes home and they just veg.
0: Yeah, and we live compartmentalized lives, segregated lives, families Mm -hmm. who live under the same roof, but spend very little time talking together. And so this episode, we've been building now, uh, foundationally, or you can see it as a skeletal framework, and now Mm -hmm. we're going to put meat to the bone. So we 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 call this... uh, podcast how to have a family devotion and for some they 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 hear that and they go okay that's something else I've got to check off my list of things to do for the week I got to make sure the kids get the homework done I got to make sure I get the Walmart make sure I pick up the cleaning make sure the kids got his cleats in the in the bag so that he can be ready for practice after school and now I've got to do a family devotion two or three times a week and so we'll do that we'll do a little devotion five ten minutes we'll knock that out and then we'll get on with living let's just be honest, with the things that are fun and enjoyable and important to us. And so we, we say we're doing a devotion, but, but what we want to try to talk about and, and, and really lay out here at the, at the beginning of this podcast is that whole idea of what, what it means to be devoted in the first place.
1: Exactly, because as you're, as you're I hope, as what you were picking up just a second ago is the fact that this is not just an event, Mm -hmm. It's not just a momentary event that you schedule a couple times a week. It sounds, if you've heard it, you might be getting overwhelmed and be thinking, man, this sounds fairly life-consuming. Yeah. It sounds almost like maybe Jesus needs to be first in your life
0: yeah we uh, Matthew and I were sitting in my office uh, yesterday going over this, and um, I, I just made the comment about, you know, this needs to be a, a, a really a broader uh, type of uh, working uh, through the fabric of, of our family, not just a one-time event, you know, and that you know that Jesus is our all- in all. And he just bursts out laughing. I mean, tosses his head back, ha ha!" I'm like, "What is so stinking funny?" And
1: your comment was. Well, it was just, we were talking, I don't know if you'd describe it as high level or anything like that, but it was just, it cracked me up because if anybody was listening to what we were saying, they would be looking at us like we had three heads. Mm-hmm. Because what we were saying, and and to say it out loud, it sounds foolish, but that's what you have to do it sometimes. It sounds like somebody would be saying, wait, you're saying, you're acting like Jesus has to be number one in my life? <laughs> and and I just, it just hit me just right because I'm thinking... That's not really where people's heads are. Yeah. And I mean, that's sad. And it's not funny. Not in that sense. It isn't. But just the notion that when someone, when they hear that, they're going to be like, really? You mean I actually have to give my whole life to this? Absolutely. You mean that there are more important things than than TV and my job and or my hobbies or, you know, you name it, there's actually someone who's more important than all of that? Yeah. Yeah. It's called family,
0: and it's more important than Facebook. It's more important than Instagram or ESPN or the game. It's more important than our kids uh, scoring four touchdowns or uh, winning two trophies at the dance competition. It's more in- important than, than them making straight A's or making the dean's list. It's more important than all of that, because our children have eternal souls that will live forever, mm-hmm. either in heaven or hell. And the way I like to try to describe this goes back to to this verse in Deuteronomy chapter six that speaks of the fact that we're to teach our children when we sit down, lie down, rise up and walk along the way. That means all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you think of a devotion as something, well, we're going to have a devotion and you think that's the be all end all. It's a, it's a five or 10 minute deal and you can check it all. Your whole evening with your family should be a devotion, and 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 what, the way that we try to describe this is your life is a family devotion, mm-hmm. and and I want to try to explain it real quickly like this. I'm holding up for those that are listening on the podcast by Spotify. I'm holding up an envelope. And how do you mail something in the United States? How does it go somewhere in the post, Postal Service? What do you put on the corner of it, Matthew? you got to have
1: one of those stamps.
0: A postage stamp. So there's a stamp on the corner of this envelope. And that stamp tells us that it's, or the U.S. Postal Service, that we've paid the money and it can go to where it needs to go on, via the address. Here's here's how I'm trying to describe this. We try to describe our lives or think of our lives as an envelope, and we want Jesus So he's the postage stamp. We put him on the very itty bitty corner of our lives because we want him to deliver us, to postal deliver us to heaven one day, okay? But as far as the rest of our lives are concerned, we're going to go do our own thing. And all I have to do is just take two fingers and I can put on the corner of the envelope and you can't even see Jesus. And for most of our lives, many of us, that's how Jesus is. He is just somebody we tagged on the corner of our lives somebody that we, okay, I'll go to church, we'll pray a prayer over a meal, and this goes back to covering all these things we've talked about in the previous five or six podcasts. But here's the thing. No, no, no. Jesus is the envelope, and we're more like a little square pad of sticky notes, and we go inside of Jesus. Jesus covers us. Mm -hmm. So I've stuck the pad inside of the envelope. So Jesus is the envelope. You can't even see who we are. In other words, Jesus, Jesus is our all in all, which caused Matthew to belly laugh, that we really do believe that we are a family who are devoted Mm -hmm. to Jesus Christ. Therefore, to have a family devotion is in essence the overflow of what we're to be living in the first place in that we have given our lives as a family to the Lord Jesus Christ that he is everything. He's not a postage stamp. He is everything. He is our all in all. And that's the goal. The goal in having a Christian family is that you center your, in, your your conversations around kingdom purposes. And so ask yourself, what do our evenings look like? What do we talk about all the time? You can find out pretty quickly what means a lot to a family. It's what they talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. You can find out pretty quickly what means a lot to you. It's what you post on Facebook all the time or you put on Instagram all the time. It could be food. It could be a sport. It could be a hobby. It could be a lot of things. But be honest. Are we devoted to Jesus? So the overriding theme of this particular podcast is this. Yes, we're going to give some practical examples of how to have a family devotion, but it's more than just checking something off your list, just like you check off the list. I've picked up the cleaning. I've got the groceries. The kids have done their homework. Now we've done a family devotion. Let's get to the TV and really do something that's fun. That's not how this is intended to be. So the goal is, are we devoted as a family when we sit down Lie down, rise up, walk along the way. Are we flesh on flesh, life on life? Are we teaching our kids? And so this is where I think we can transition now into some of the practical aspects of the podcast.
1: And I just want to emphasize something you just said a second ago about how devotion is the overflow. Mm -hmm. I really like that because basically what we're saying is we should be, according to Deuteronomy 6, we should be engaging all of life through a spiritual lens. Yes, And so then if you're doing that, because that's the only way that these family devotions, whatever you want to call them, that's the only way that they're going to work is when that they are actually scaffolded by the rest of your life that's already pointed toward God. And so then a family devotion is not something that you just have to, like, manufacture all of a sudden. It's literally just parking on one of those issues that you already deal with. That's it. And you're just dealing with it a little longer because you're already dealing with issues of life in a spiritual mentality.
0: Yes. Now, I want to make sure that we are clear on what we're talking about here when we're talking about having a family devotion. If you picture a family devotion, mom, dad, as you standing up in the middle of the living room and you're giving a lecture like you're a preacher or a college professor or a teacher, no, no, no that's wrong. That's the Greek way of how we teach in America and in, and in most countries today when they do a school-type setting. You've got pupils sitting in rows, okay, in desks, and you've got one person lecturing. That's the Greek method. That's not what this is. And
1: it works in some formats because that's what they come for. People come to church expecting that. They do,
0: and that's fine. So some formats it works. Not in a family. Who likes to have anybody stand up and lecture you in your family? What does a family do? You talk amongst yourselves. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about what's typically called the Hebraic form of teaching, Hebrews. Okay. Think about Scripture. Think about an interactive conversation that you're having as a family, talking about a subject matter. One of my favorite comments made in my family from time to time is when we're talking about something, one of the kids might say, Dad, are we having a devotion? I'm like, oh, you can't tell. And maybe we are, maybe we aren't. Maybe I've not even thought about it. Mm -hmm. But yes, it's kind of turned into we've gone a little deeper here. We've dropped a submarine into a place to where, yeah, we're pulling scripture in and we're really, the conversation gets a little bit deeper. And so that's that's important that we see this as life on life. This is having conversation. This is not lecturing, wagging our finger at somebody, spit flying out of our mouths as we're trying to make a point. This is actually, you know, two-way, three-way, four-way conversation. So what we want to try to do now is talk a little bit about how do you spend time talking about the things of God with your family as it relates to, let's say, different ages for children? Sure. Because you've got toddlers all the way up to you know, teenagers in your home. So let's talk about the little guys first, shall we? The little guys. Let's say that you're in a home and you've got a five-year-old and you've got a three-year-old. They tell us attention span wise, you've got two times their age. So for the five minutes, not hours, in minutes. minutes. So two (laughs) times five is ten minutes. Mm -hmm. But but you've got a three year old, so you don't have that. You got to drop it to the least common denominator. So now you've got three year old times two, so you've got six minutes. Okay. So you're thinking about all right, what can I do in six minutes that can engage my two little guys? So you think about it during the day. I mean, you think about what you're going to eat for supper. You think about what you're going to do, Dad, if you're coaching the Little League ball team and about who's going to be the, you know, the, the guy in the four slot. Think about, all right, how can I engage my kids? Throughout our lives, we've done all kinds of silly stuff. We typically have our devotions in the den, okay? There's a couch in there. We've done everything from building a fort like we're building Nehemiah's wall to, to having Clara be, she's taller than Andrew, uh, be Goliath and Andrew being David and they act that out. They act, we act out the, the Bible account. We we tell the account, we read the scripture, and then say, let's act this out. I've got a little whiteboard. You know, it's about a three foot by two and a half foot whiteboard. I have the kids draw pictures on it all the time. Draw this out. So, I've, we've done David and Goliath several times in, in many different ways, talking about fear, talking about overcoming things that are hard. And, and so, you know, remember David fought Goliath in a valley. So the kids, they might draw a picture of, you know, here are the Philistines on one side and, and it's just stick people. Mm-hmm. And here are the, you know, the Israelite army on the other side and the side. And, they, and then they show, they show, draw a little bitty stick figure of David and then a bigger stick figure of Goliath. And then they're at, then they begin, they begin. almost teaching it and talking about it. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean that David fought Goliath? And then they begin to describe that. And the kids, once they get involved in it and those creative juices get flowing, it'll take a life of its own. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have to be hard. Let's say that you have teenagers had this very thing happen last week um, or, or just recently rather. It's been a little bit longer than that now. What do we have happened in the news of late that caused everybody to go, uh-oh, you got Iran bombing our military installation sites in Iraq. Everybody's like, oh, man, World War Three. You got kids that are scared to death. You got kids on Instagram saying, what's the draft? Are we—OK, okay. but seriously, it was like I was getting phone calls. I'm like, what, what does this mean, Pastor Kevin? Are we—what happened? What is it— So I do this at at my home. I'll say this. I'll say to my kids, I'll say, so what have you been thinking about today? Not what have you been doing, because they've been doing school or whatever they're doing. What have you been thinking about? Mm -hmm. I want to know where their head is. Now, this is a conversation you're having with your kids, okay? And so they tell, so so Clara, my daughter said when all this was going on, she goes, dad, can can Iran hit us? I'm like, no, not with a missile. I said, baby, they're in the Middle East. And she's like, oh yeah. So I'm like, okay, I got my computer out, pulled up a a, a map that showed, you know, the United States and then shows them all the way to the Middle East Iran. I'm like, they they can't they can't fly a missile here over Europe and then over the Atlantic and they can't go the other way, it's even further over China, over the Pacific. So, so, so she says. Well, what does this mean? I go all the way back to Genesis. Who, who is Iran? It's, it's Ishmael. It's the Arab nations, and 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 Ishmael versus you know Isaac, God's chosen people. And then we went all the way to talk about that. The book of the Revelation speaks of how it's all going to end one day. And so we were able to in a conversation that lasted. They don't always they aren't always this way, but 45, 50-minute conversation. And I was able to help my 14-year-old daughter dispel fear in her mind wondering, is the world going to war? And so I hadn't planned to talk about that that night. But that's where we were when I said, so what have you been thinking about today? And And being able to take Folks, you can take the concordance of your Bible and go to the back where the words are for fear or doubt or worry and look up scriptures. Go where they're at. Mm-hmm. Go where they are. Don't force, you know, don't force a square peg in a round hole. There may be a lot of times they're, they're just going to give you, a, you know, a nebulous answer. I haven't been thinking about anything. Okay, that'll happen the majority of the time, but mm-hmm. there are going to be times that they're going to say, yeah, this is what I was thinking about. This is what's on my heart. This is where I'm worried or concerned about something. So you take your child based on their ages and you, and you think it through. You actually are intentional during your day and you're thinking, okay, I want to bring my family together tonight. We're going to put the phones away. We're going to turn the television off. We're we're going we have a spiritual vision for our home. We're trying to raise our kids in a in a in a Christ like home. And we want to teach. We want to teach in our home. So we debrief them. Mm. They've been in school all day. What have they been learning? They're, they're listen, they're not going to be learning that God created the earth in, in six days and made everything in six days and rested on the seventh. They're, they're, they're going to be told in in some cases now, even in, in Podunk, Western North Carolina, as as times have changed, that the Bible is a book of myths and fairy tales. That's happening in our county now mm-hmm. in our middle schools and in our high schools, and so, Mom and Dad, you think, well, my kids are being raised in my home they're good to go, they believe like I believe you don 't know that until you ask
1: hmm osmosis spirituality is not a thing exactly, so these are these are
0: and, and we can and we can go ahead and tell you that this podcast is going to run a little longer, so we're going to probably split this thing into two and do a two parter, but this is really the the essence of why we even started this podcast, Real Time Truth.